0: Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim, alhamdulillah, ala rasulillah, wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man Welcome everybody to the Sufina Society Nothing But Facts live stream. As we had two days off and we only have a stream today, tomorrow, and we're off for a week and a half. And we'll be back a week from next, from not from next week, from the week after that. Because I will be having that trip to England, inshallah ta'ala, so hopefully... Uh, Hopefully that goes well. Uh, let's t- do a sound check. We have a little bit of a new arrangement. So let's see how, how it's working out with everybody. Anyone, Everyone can can hear well, can see well. Let's go to uh, the YouTube. Check it out. YouTube channel. Check this out. All right. Today we're on affairs of the... Let me take this wine glass looking. Hey, ZemZem. But it looks like... Ciroc or something like that, right? You know, like one of these like vodka. vodka thingies. Alright. Alright, so let's take a look at the comments here. Live chat. Why did they move the live chat? YouTube has moved the live chat. Who I'm not a fan of the uh constant change of of apps when you're when you're trying to use them. Where did they move the live chat to? Do you know? Uh, they're saying here, live chat has moved. Okay, all right, there. It's right, I found it. All right, so sound is good. All right, look is fine. And we are ready to roll. As you know, today, it's Affairs of the Ummah. Now, what are we going to cover in Affairs of the Ummah? Well, we do have some news regarding uh, the Muslim community in the United States. And that news involves an art- uh, a new website called navigatingdifferences.com, all right, that's the website that you, we're talking about today, navigatingdifferences.com, and I'm reading here from, reading here from the site, I'm going to be adjusting mics for the next while, okay, peaceful coexistence does not necessitate agreement, acceptance, affirmation, Promotion or celebration. All right. That's the article here. Uh, That's the image. And that's the summary. Let me read it again. Peaceful coexistence does not necessitate agreement, acceptance, affirmation, promotion, and celebration. Well, how else has the United States have had so many um, different groups existing from before? Right? Like how the United States has had, like we've had Hindus, Christians, Jews, Protestants, Irish, di- like different uh, race, races, ethnicities. Well, maybe race not a good example because that coexistence did not go well. Uh, it was pretty one sided. But the religions we've had out there, those are beliefs. Political views we've had out there. Uh, ethnic backgrounds we've had out there. And there was never really agreement, acceptance, affirmation, promotion, or celebration. Right? So the Protestants never accepted Catholic doctrine. Catholics came in Irish first, then Italians, then Polish, and they, 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 they despised one another. They never affirmed, celebrated, etc. So when it comes to all moral systems, this is extremely important to know. So let me read some of this. Public discourse on sexuality over the past few decades has presented challenges to faith communities. Oh, did we do the um, auto, uh, the AF on this thing? Yeah. Let's, we did it already? Okay. Public discourse on sexuality over the past few decades has presented challenges to faith communities. Today, Islamic sexual and gender ethics are at odds with certain recently popular... All right. Societal views causing tension for Muslims between their religious beliefs and societal expectations. At the same time, public disapproval of LGBTQ practices, belief and advocacy is increasingly met with charges of intolerance and unwarranted accusations of bigotry. Say a word, you're out. Okay. More troubling still. You say a word, they blow the door open and say you're advocating violence All right. or, or whatever. Uh, or they uh, our lives are endangered, and this speech is increasing the danger that we're in. Okay, there is an increasing push to push LGBTQ centric values among children through legislation and regulations, disregarding parental consent and denying both parents and children the opportunity to express conscientious objection. Such policies subvert the agency of Muslim parents to teach their children and their religiously grounded sexual ethics and violate their constitutional right to freely practice their religion and contribute to an atmosphere of intolerance towards faith communities. Okay? Definitely an intolerance for sure. That's for sure. Intolerance is becoming like reversed. That's the truth. We are Muslim scholars and preachers representing a diverse range of theological schools. Below is our collective nonpartisan articulation of Islam's position on sexual and gender ethics. As a religious minority that frequently experiences bigotry and exclusion, we reject the notion that moral disagreement amounts to intolerance or incitement of violence we affirm our right to express our beliefs while simultaneously recognizing our constitutional obligation to peacefully to exist peacefully with those whose beliefs differ from ours all right what are the sources of morality for muslims the most essential requirement for accepting islam is to submit to god completely voluntarily and lovingly god says it is not for a believing man or woman when God and his messenger decree a matter to have any cho- other choice in the matter. That's the net definition of a God. When your God speaks, that's the final word. Your, your God does not need to uh, ob- observe any moral code or follow any stance. Uh, of uh, There is no code of right and wrong that's somewhere out there in the universe. Okay? I'm really not a fan of these new lights. So I've got to be honest with you. It's, I don't like the white lights. It'd be fine if it was like half white, half not white, you know, like between cool and warm. The most essential requirements for accepting Islam is this submission. By submitting to God, we declare that only he possesses absolute knowledge and wisdom. Therefore, he possesses absolute knowledge and wisdom. It follows from this submission that the ultimate source... And basis of morality is divine guidance, not just reason or societal trends. Whatever Allah says is, is permitted for us is good. What he says is obligatory is very good. What he says is forbidden is bad. It could be forbidden in one era, permitted in another. So it was bad, now it's good. It's because the context changed and vice versa. Okay, Islam enjoys a rich tradition of jurisprudence that allows for diverse perspectives and accommodates various cultural norms however particular principles we call them known in religion by necessity that are explicitly okay explicit no other way to understand this stated in revelation explicitly known to be necessary elements of islam if you are a muslim learning for the first time you need to understand two concepts when some of the verses of the Quran and the hadith of the Prophet are explicit. There's only one way to interpret them. There are other verses that are dhanni They are speculative in their nature. There are multiple ways. They're interpretive. There are multiple ways to understand them. The reason we have schools of thought is that there are, is, is on the second type of verse. The dhanni verses, the, the interpretive verses. What unifies all uh, 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 valid schools of thought are the qat'iyat the verses that have one possible meaning. That's it. All right, they are unanimously agreed upon. They are necessary elements of them. They are immutable. They are not open to revision. Okay, no one can alter them. If you do, you're a zindiq Okay, a zindiq like a heretic. You're, or, or even an apostate almost. Okay. As God asserts, and the word of your Lord has been fulfilled in truth and justice, none can alter his words. And he is the all-hearing and the all-knowing. What is Islam's position on sexuality and gender? This is a recitation that we have to do often. They're always new listeners. It's something that needs to be, like, embedded in our heads. All right? And we're reading here from NavigatingDifferences.com if you want to follow along or you want this later for yourself. NavigatingDifferences.com Islam's position on sexuality and gender. By a decree from God, sexual relations are permitted within the bounds of marriage. And marriage can only occur between a man and a woman. We have definitions in Islam of man and woman. In the Quran, God explicitly condemns sexual relations with the same sex. Moreover, premarital and extramarital sexual acts, all desirous acts, any act of desire is prohibited in Islam outside of your marriage. It's you and your wife. You, you cannot have sexual, even touching. Any uh, uh, movement towards, okay, uh, another anything for sexual pleasure aside from your husband or your wife is forbidden, even if that movement was to yourself. It's forbidden. Okay. Do not go near fornication, the Quran says. It is truly an immoral deed and a terrible way to behave. Okay. These aspects of Islam are unambiguously established in the Qur'an. Teachings of the Prophet wasallam, and a chain of scholarly tradition spanning 14 centuries. There's no scholarship needed for certain things in Islam. Certain things in Islam, we need, we need scholarship. Other things we don't. Okay. All right. Scholarship is not needed for these, these elements. Okay. Scholarship is needed for the interpretive verses. The interpretive verses, not the explicit verses. Remember, there are explicit verses, there are interpretive verses. Scholarship is needed solely for the interpretive verses. Okay. Next. As a result, they have gained the status of religious consensus ijma' and are recognized as an integral component of the faith. All right? God defined humanity as consisting of males and females and declared that he created humans from a male and a female and made them into peoples and tribes so that you may come to know one another. I'm telling you, the world will see, world over, the only group that can put pen to paper on this matter explicitly and a large swath of of their community acts upon it is going to be the Muslims. Okay. Islam affirms that men and women are spiritually equal before God. Even though each has different characteristics and roles in the worldly life, in the physical life. The Prophet ﷺ referred to women as equivalent counterparts of men, okay? النساء rijal. They are the split half of men, okay? Yet he, peace be upon him, explicitly condemned imitating the appearance of the opposite gender. He forbade, this is called مفهوم awla What did he forbid? Imitating them. Well, if imitating them is forbidden, definitely transforming yourself into one of them is definitely forbidden too, right? That's called mafumul awla. Right. Hey, Habib, I need to bother you with another thing. Can you see why this is not charging? Yeah. Habib is like all dressed up. He's going, were you going to a job interview or something? Yeah, business casual. Yeah, business casual. You're looking good. I want to hire Habib. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so here we go. So, if the imitation of the appearance is forbidden, imagine then declaring yourself as that. And not only forbidden, it would be illogical. Further, God calls on humanity to respect his wisdom in the creation. As such, as a general rule, Islam strictly prohibits medical procedures intended to change the sex of healthy individuals, regardless of whether such procedures are termed gender-affirming or confirming. And the illness that they use... To uh, um, usher these surgeries in is We say غير معتبر in fiqh means it's not to be taken into consideration because it is it's it's an assumed mental state, okay, or it's something that cannot be sh- shown in any exam or anything. Okay, so you're just stating that this person has you invented a term in here invented a term. For a disease, right? Well, for a disease, we need to see a some kind of symptom, some kind of physical symptom. For individuals born with biological ambiguities, such as disorders of sexual development, Islam permits them to seek medical care. All right, good. And and corrective surgeries, Islam distinguishes between feelings, actions, and identity. Okay. So basically what I wanted to say before is that a feeling is not a disease. I feel like this, and then let's call it a name, okay? And then say, because I have this disease now, you all have to treat me this way, okay? I tell the IRS I got, you know, uh, 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 millionaire-itis. I'm like one of these millionaires, right? And you know these millionaires always get out of the taxes, so don't tax me. It's not going to work that way. Life is not going to work that way. It's actually probably should be the opposite. I should declare myself as having millions, but um, declare myself as being uh, um, under the threshold. So I should get a tax return. It doesn't work that way. Life doesn't work this way. See, everything, it, it has a limit when it comes to giving and taking money. That's where people really understand things. Anyway, Islam distinguishes between feelings, actions, and identity. God holds individuals accountable for their words and actions, not involuntary thoughts and feelings. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, God has pardoned Muslims for what they think as long as they do not speak or act upon it. In Islam, the sinful actions of an individual do not and should not dictate his or her identity. As such, it is impermissible for Muslims to take pride in identifying with labels that categorize them by their sins. It is important. So, so if a Muslim were to commit a sin, you do not identify with that label because that would mean that you are prideful, pride, proud of that sin rather than penitent for that sin. It is important to note that the stance of Islam on illicit sexual relations goes hand-in-hand hand with its protection and promotion of the individual's right to privacy. Islam prohibits prying into other people's, others' private lives and discourages public disclosure of sexual behavior. We recognize that some religious groups have reinterpreted or revised religious doctrines to be inclusive of LGBTQ ideo- ideology. The Muslim community is not immune to such pressures. Indeed, some have in- attempted to reinterpret Islamic texts in favor of LGBTQ affirmation. We reject such efforts as theological indefensi- theologically indefensible uh, because these aspects of sexual a- ethics fit within the category of immutable tenets and are therefore not subject to revision. There's no reform in matters that are explicit, qat'i, and immutable. What is our con- Do we have the right to hold these views in the United States? That's the question right now. Okay, of course, you get fired, your business won't get off the ground, you know, if you're appealing to a certain customer base. But let's ask constitutionally do we have this right? All right, we recognize that our moral code conflicts with the goals of Ligbitticute. We also acknowledge their constitutional right to live in peace and free from abuse. Nevertheless, we emphasize our God-given and constitutional right to hold, live by, and promote our religious beliefs in the best of manners, without fear of legal reprisal or systematic marginalization. We shouldn't be afraid of these things. Peaceful coexistence does not necessitate agreement, acceptance, affirmation, promotion, or celebration. The problem with this is that it's logical, and the state of the world today is emotional. It's hysterical the support of the lgbt is not an argument right like a christian doctrine here this is this what we believe when we're going forward islamic doctrine should we believe this yes we should going forward no this is it's like a hysteria that's what it is it's it's really truly is nothing less than i would say a hysteria that's really the way i feel it is it's a hysteria right now this is very logical but the force behind The LigBitQ is, it's just easier for me to say Q than LGBTQ. Okay. Um, It's a hysteria. Okay. It's an emotional rate. It's like a fire. Okay. So, but this was most important. Peaceful coexistence Mm -hmm. does not necessitate agreement, acceptance, affirmation, promotion, or celebration. We refuse the false choice between succumbing to social pressures, to adopt views contrary to our beliefs, or facing unfounded charges of bigotry, all right? Such coercive ultimatums undermine prospects for harmonious coexistence, and they go after uh, Muslims and Christians. They are oh, blasphemy laws, are are all this. Um, but wait a second! In actual practice of real life, there are there are unwritten blasphemy laws today. Unwritten blasphemy, unwritten rules should be as considered even more serious than rules on the books that no one acts upon or cares about, which there are always, there are laws on the books that it may have suited a certain time, people let it go. But when the rubber hits the road in this world right now today, we have blasphemy laws in the United States. You will be out of a job if you go against these rules, Okay. We call on policymakers to protect our constitutional right to practice our religious beliefs freely without fear of harassment and to oppose any legislation seeking to stifle the religious freedoms of faith communities consistent with our claim of non-partisanship. We are committed to working with individuals of all religious and political affiliations to protect, to protect the constitutional right of faith communities to live according to their religious convictions and to uphold justice for all. This is not a, very long statement so it's almost done okay to the muslim community message we urge muslim public figures to uphold the sanctity of our faith and refrain from making erroneous pronouncements on behalf of islam we reject any attempt to attribute positions to islam concerning sexual and gender ethics that contravene well-established islamic teachings to be clear we cannot overstate the detrimental spiritual consequences for those who intentionally reject, advocate the rejection of, or misrepresent the will of God. As in doing so, they endanger their status as believers. To those among among us who struggle with desire and fall outside the boundaries set by God, know that even the most righteous can commit sins, and that every Muslim, no matter how sinful, has the potential to be forgiven. Practicing self-restraint and devotion to God is considered heroic. Its spiritual reward increases proportionally with the level of struggle involved. Our ultimate purpose is to prioritize God, uh, devotion to God over our desires and not sacrifice our faith. We pray to God to grant us the necessary strength and unwavering commitment to live up to our ideals. May we find inner peace and satisfaction through loving submission and may God deem us worthy of being counted among the believers, the most honorable of titles. And then there are, it seems to be in alphabetical, maybe not in alphabetical order, but it has here three columns of signatories from all across the um the country okay all across the country all across the different types of uh all the institutions the different organizations okay all right some of them are not affiliated but they're well-known writers Now let me share with you, um, okay. Let me share with you a, an article. Hmm. Let me share with you an article uh, uh, or a tweet from, uh, Robert George. Professor Robert George was out there, um, taking a position here, which, which, which he was very proud. uh, He was very happy to see this. Okay. Professor Robert George, he's a distinguished legal scholar, philosopher, philosopher, and a practicing Christian an unrelenting opponent to godless liberalism. This is, um, he says, it's no easy thing for clergy of any faith today. All right. To publicly defy the sacred dogmas of progressive ideology especially in the domain of sexuality. These courageous Muslim scholars and teachers set an example for clergy of all faiths. All right. However, by doing it, I need to retweet this. I don't put Twitter on my phone. That's when I'll tweet something like off the cuff. Right. And then it, it, it goes. Yeah. Do you think a joint statement of similar framing by Abrahamic Judeo Christian leaders would be feasible and effective? I, I would, I would, this is Esad Tarson, who is essentially like, um, I, I guess he is someone who works with Sheikh Hamza Yusuf. And he says, what about a joint statement of similar framing by Muslims, Jews, and Christians? Uh, would that be feasible and effective? I think it would be, it would be feasible and effective. Once you get one or, you know, one from each, one leader from each, and then that leader goes and gets the support of others. The key is just write it. Don't gather like 15 people and say, let's write this. It's never going to work. You get three people only. Like him, a Muslim leader, and then a Jewish leader. Even someone like Robert George, he knows our doctrines, Jewish doctrines. He can write it himself, and we just, Muslim leaders can look at it and say, you know, what's problematic in it theologically, if anything? Because we are all about, okay, we are all about the fitra in this thing, right? That's the unifying, I think it's unified in the three Abrahamic religions, let's say. I'm not going to get into whether that's a term or not, but uh, because Ibrahim came with one religion, right? And then it was updated, and then it was uh, updated again. But we're not going to get into that right now. Um, God created man and woman right man marries woman woman marries man and you don't have sexual deviance outside you don't all sexuality outside of marriage is forbidden in all three of these faiths so i don't see how how it could be just one page even three paragraphs okay one about the problem one about our position and what about uh the constitutional rights to hold these beliefs discussion over then a bunch of signatures. Right. That's it. Main website like this and you just keep adding signatures to it. All right. He says, yes, I'm all for it. Where the great faiths can link arms and fellowship bearing common moral witness, they should do so. This is the case on a vast range of issues. So I, I don't see why it's not possible. Someone says... Um, that he really liked the quote, we reject the notion that moral disagreement amounts to intolerance and incitement of violence. He says, this is the truth we all hold together. Okay. Okay. So, um, very good piece here. Very important piece. And I think it should spread far and wide because it gets, some people are nervous and they need to know that other people think the same way. You can you can request to be a signatory here by going to the bottom of this website, navigatingdifference.com. Put your name, title, credentials, email, and then you need to have a web page out there in the world with your bio to make sure that you are somebody who uh, actually exists and and um, and has um, some kind of leadership position in your community. All right. Let's take another look at another piece of news today. All right. Target is in the news. Okay. We all go to Target, right? Cleaner than Walmart. Easier to, uh, to deal with. So, uh, Target has gone full in on Ligbity Q and, um, and other things. So, What's the hoopla about this? That target is now um, it's a, 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 a seeking out to, to spread this to kids. So they have two thousand three hundred fifty pride products that are targeting adults, kids, and babies. All right, all right. They're target. They're, they're they have these things. So imagine you had, you know, Christian themed. T shirts for kids. Imagine you had crosses being sold on onesies in Target. Wouldn't there be a hoopla? Right? Imagine you had those kinds of things uh, being sold there. There are 50 pages of endless merchandise for Pride. Okay. To top this all off, after walking in the store for a simple pickup, myself and my children were attacked and bombarded. By over the overwhelming amount of decor, it's way over the top. Celebrate the cause, right? I mean, they are a Q store now, essentially. So there is now a boycott uh, Target uh, movement now. If you're interested in boycotting Target, there is a now boycott Target movement. So if you want to do that, I wonder where the the Budweiser boycott ended up. Okay, so these everything at every turn on every aisle there is some leg bidicue thing here that um is really bothering people because it's like over the top all right and and customers want to saying that you did anything constitutionally wrong they don't like it they don't like it they vote with their pocketbook item number 3 in today's news i mean it's it's raining insanity today the Dodgers, the LA Dodgers. What is wrong with you? What is wrong with the LA Dodgers? They have invited drag nuns to Pride Month, Pride Night. So, okay, the uh, the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence nuns were invited to an event. Okay. The team then cut them out of the event because people said, no, 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 we don't want religious groups. All right, fine. So, what do they bring instead? Drag nuns, thinking that this is going to make both sides happy. So, you have now a bunch of guys dressed as nuns in terms of their outfits, but they have drag queen faces. Is this becoming a bad dream that keeps going? And getting worse, it's like, what was going on? What is wrong with you people? Like, all of you. Yeah, Mike on? I don't know, uh, oh, okay. But uh, he was saying how there's these things on at Rutgers now. Like yeah. Like furries? Have you heard of them? Animals? Yeah, people like Furries. Them. They just have animals. As the Quran said, they're worse than animals. They're like animals, but worse. So you going not dressing as animals and I'm waiting to see the day that they ask for litter. Oh yeah. A litter in the bathroom. They have clubs. They have these clubs to Clubs. Come join our club to dress like an animal. It's the craziest I'm thing. I'm telling ever. you, man. Crazy. I'm telling you. Okay. I'm telling you. It's 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 like you ate really saucy food late at night and then you went to sleep. On top of that, you didn't weren't covered well. Your stomach's messed up, you're cold, you're going to get the worst dreams, the weirdest dreams possible. Okay, And that's what life has become like in this insane country. The LA Dodgers announced that the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, okay, a well-known San Francisco order, oh, I'm sorry, I got this all wrong. So they didn't invite nuns. This is a group that's mocking the nuns. That's why I'm like perpetual indulgence, because I thought like, you know, indulgences in the Catholic uh, history, you pay and you get forgiven. That's what I thought it was. Right. Which I was like, that's weird because indulgences were bad. They were a bad thing in in Christian history. So here we go. They're mocking. It's a San Francisco order, so-called, of queer and trans nuns. Is it real? Right. Is this like they're actual, nun- they can't be actual nuns. The, the Catholic church would never pay for this. So they invented their own organization. Apparently they founded their own organization. Okay. They were invited to pride night at major league, at the, at the uh, major league baseball team, the LA Dodgers. Okay. So baseball is, is very much like cricket for the British folk out there. A little different. Last week, the baseball team rescinded the group's invitation after a Republican senator from Florida wrote a letter, there goes Florida again. So I Allah's giving them all the championships this year, right? <laughs> up three-one, which they might regret losing that game to the Celtics. They might regret it because Tatum looked on fire, and they were going They might regret it, to be honest with you. Even hockey's up three-one. Uh, wait, did they lose? No, they're three-one or three. No, three-zero. Sorry, three-zero. So today they could sweep yeah. M- Miami. Okay. They're getting championships anyway, uh, but everything's like coming out of Florida these days. So this Florida senator, he accused, uh, wrote a letter accusing the sisters, a group which came to prominence during the AIDS crisis, of being anti-Christian activists. The group, which does charitable and protest work, in addition to its street drag show performance performances, was set to receive an award. An award during a ceremony before a 16th of June game against the Giants. So it hasn't happened yet. Some conservative Roman Catholics and politicians, including Florida's Republican Senator Marco Rubio, had accused the group of mocking nuns and the Christian faith. Rubio's press office had celebrated the Dodgers' exclusion of the nuns last week with an email blast titled, Rubio knocks out wokeism from the LA Dodgers. On Monday... In the face of outrage from LGBTQ groups across the country, the baseball team reversed course. We have asked the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence to take their place on the fields at our 10th annual LGBTQ Pride Night on June 16th. So they reverse course. We are pleased to share that they have agreed to receive a gratitude of our collective communities receive the gratitude of our collective communities for the life-saving work They've done for decades. So they saved lives too. So it seems like whoever barks loudest and whoever has more boycott money, more money to boycott. After much thoughtful feedback, the team also apologized to the group and to the whole LigBityQ community. In their new statement, the Dodgers said they will continue working with LigBityQ. So you want to watch baseball, you want to go to a ball game. It used to be, I want to unwind myself. Okay. And I don't want to hear anything let me just go to this game and relax with my, cu- my kid and have a good time with my friends. No more. Everything is politicized. Everything has been soiled. Okay. Working with LigBDQ L- 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 partners to, to, to better educate ourselves, find ways to strengthen the ties that bind uh, and use our platform to support all of our fans. But let's insult the Christians. Among the groups, uh, the Catholics in specific, among the groups who had se- said they were dropping out of the Dodgers' 10th uh, annual Pride Night, in solidarity with the sisters, was the was LA Pride, the nonprofit organization or, uh, that organizes one of the largest Pride celebrations in the country. The sisters of perpetual indulgence, I mean, look at the name, perpetually sinning, basically. I mean, isn't an indulgence like the opposite of the Catholic, the, the way of nuns? All right. So uh, formed in San Francisco was among the first to raise money to help care for people with AIDS. Okay. It's said in a statement today, the group has loosely organized chapters around the world and raises hundreds of thousands of dollars each year for underdeserved grassroots organizations. The group denied it was anti-Catholic on the website. The group said it was, it uses humor and irreverent wit irreverent. You just said it's irreverent. To expose the forces of bigotry, complacency, and guilt that chain the human spirit. A long time, L.A. area Catholic nun and Dodgers fan, Sister Joanne DiQuattro, also wrote a letter to the L.A. Times in support of the queer group, saying the, that Catholic vote, one of the conservative political groups pushing for the sisters' exclusion, does not speak for me or many of my sisters. Okay the sisters are performing what we have traditionally called the corporal works of mercy on Saturday. The mayor of Anaheim tweeted an invitation for the sisters to join her for the LA angels pride night. Okay. So they're, we're, they're going to, um, okay. They're going to, uh, now be celebrated around the world or around, around the whole country. All right. So, That is some serious insanity right there. Okay. Robert George, what does he say? If men wearing hijabs were to prance around mocking Muslim women, insulting Islam and faithful Muslims, and reducing the sayings of the Prophet Muhammad, their bigotry would be widely and rightly condemned. What would the LA Dodgers do? Praise them, give them an award? okay listen to this Jeff Camp some guy says I distinctly remember the conservative position to Charlie Hebdo was something like Muslim intolerance towards satire is way too extreme it seems now into well they had a point it has to stop and I was put a, put out a um There was a guy who burned the Quran. A bunch of Muslims guy punched him. I was like, you do stupid things. Bad things are going to happen. And by the way, the punch wasn't enough, in my opinion. Right? Oh my goodness. Some people, most people were like, just laughed it off. Because that's what it was meant to be. Because most people have common sense to realize a punch is an expression of disapproval. It's not a big deal. Okay? But some people have been so coddled in their lives that a punch to them, it's like, the biggest deal in the world. They're shocked. How could you support this, right? All that. So, if you don't stop this thing by force, it's going to keep going. You don't realize that sometimes force is the only way to stop something. Fear has a purpose in life, pain has a function in life, all right? And there are, even legally speaking, fighting words right there are words that you say there are things that you do that if a person reacts he won't be held accountable right even if he's held accountable in court the court of, he's not held accountable in the court of public opinion a man comes in right, and slaps the rear end of your wife and then you go around you turn around and you punch the guy and you pummel him okay what is the court of public opinion going to say they're going to support you right even it, and then let's say, oh, but it's against the law. You're going to go to jail. So go to jail for what? Three, four days, get fined, pay for his broken nose. All right, let's put that on one scale. Let's put on another scale. A man just smacked your wife's rear end. You did nothing about it. That man now knows well, guys around here are weak. It could do it again. You can do it to the next person. Your wife now, most importantly, she may not say anything, but deep down, she may say something. Like, why don't you do something? Or, deep down, she knows, you're a useless husband. I need another husband. That's very, she may not, she may bury that thought. And you may go, whoa, what a bad man, blah, blah, blah. And you may say those words to her, but deep down, she knows, I think I need another husband. This guy He's, not, he's, he's a zero, right? So just, some, just because something is against the law, well, it doesn't mean the law is right. Not all laws are right, okay? And I'm not even arguing from a secular perspective. I'm going to argue only from, a, from, we have two perspectives. We have a legal contract as citizens. We also have a contract above that with the creator. So I'm going to go by that law. If it then contradicts the secular law, I'm going to see how bad the damage is. Right? What would you rather? So you're going to go now, pay a fine, pay the guy's broken nose, spend a night or two in jail. I mean, these local county prisons are not the big deal. This is not like uh, what you imagine to be where everyone's getting raped. No, the local county jails, not a problem. Okay? Put that on one scale, put on the other scale that you just lost your wife's trust. Some people say, oh, you can't make an analogy between the book and a human. Why? From, from Just from a secular perspective. From a secular perspective, what's the big deal? Well, I mean, what's the difference? From the secular perspective, one's a book that I value. One is a human that I value. Right? From a purely spe- secular perspective, uh, the one guy said, it's a book, why can't I burn it? Well, it's a face, why can't I punch it? <laughs> right. <laughs> from a purely se- secular perspective, you, you don't have an argument. Okay. For us, we have spiritual value for both. Right. We have a, there's a great value for both the God's book and your humans that you care about, whether it's your mom, your son, your daughter, your wife. Okay. Your friend. Your friend. So let's, let me, let me put this together. A guy was very uh, smart, type of guy who imagined himself to be smart. And he said, Hold on, the Sayyidina Uthman burned the Quran too. Yeah, but with what intent? That's a difference. Like, we don't need to go so far to realize the difference is the intent, not the action. So I really am surprised. I sat, I was driving the other day. I'm like, Something happened to the upbringing of some people. They're utterly shocked. The idea that you have to use force sometimes to get your way. Here, the Christians are saying it. They're saying it, Hold on, we, we made fun of the Muslims for being extreme. I think they have a point, right? Okay. It's unbelievable. One Christian guy says we grew up, right? We re- we learned it turns out the Muslims were right this whole time. Okay. Unbelievable. Unreal. Allahu The response was, you can't take a little satire, right? And then look where, what it ended up as. Okay. Unreal. And they're going back and forth. Yeah. Mm-hmm it breeds this chaos. Your dad's a military man. That that's why you understand this stuff. You think the military, how are they going to make soldiers? Do you think they talk to them nicely? Have a nice sit down and bend down to their level, eye level like the people raise kids today, right? Sort of insane. All right. Let's see let's go to the comments. Okay. Let's go to the comments. Um, let's go to everyone's. We didn't have um, any discussions in the past few days, so let's go to that. That was our affairs of the Ummah for the day. All right, let's. Is, is uh, Instagram on too? So I could look that up. Let's go to the comments now, and and discussion points. If people have discussion points, Muhammad Dan says, "May Allah deploy an undercover Muslim police to set these crazy people right." Uh, Dean Adi says, "It is refreshing to have a leader who speaks the truth." Okay, yeah, I mean, and it all comes. So here's here's another thing. Someone said, "No, did you do it?" Yes, I did actually, in fact, many times, have to face a group bigger than me, individuals bigger than me, and I have witnesses to prove it. It didn't have to do with the Qur'an. It had to do with my family, right? And the Qur'an would be even, you would be even more, you wouldn't have a family if it wasn't for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, right? So the word of Allah ta'ala, you hope that you never have to be in this situation, but let me tell you something. It is, and again, you hope not to have to, it doesn't have to happen, but being punched it's not that bad, I'm telling you. It's really not that bad. Getting into a fight is not that bad. I'm, I'm, most people, they get nervous because they don't know what the, first, what the experience is like. They're afraid of the unknown because there was another similar piece of footage of two guys doing dawah in the streets and a guy comes out of a, beer, a liquor store and he comes up, they argue, and then the guy goes back into the liquor store, buys a bottle of beer, comes back, and pours it all over the Qur'an. These two guys just stood there in shock. That's what you want? Is that what you think is going to be good? Right? So they also said, when you fight someone and you hit them, they might not, they may have a bad image of Islam. You don't know how people act. You need to respect something before you ever love it. That's the thing that people don't understand in the psychology of human beings. You must respect something. Okay? You must respect it before you ever love it. You cannot have no respect for something and love it. It, It's impossible. So you have to insist upon respect first. Only when that foundation is established, then you can develop love after that. So I don't blame those two guys that just sat there because they may have been never, ever had a fight. I think they're like, maybe they're Canadian or something. They never had a fight. Nobody ever bothered them in their life. And so they end up uh, being shocked. Like, they're in utter shock. They, they didn't even pull the Quran away. Like, I'm not saying fight the guy. It was, like, bigger than both of them. But pull it away. They didn't even do that. Hey, you mind lowering that light a little bit? You mean, No, no there, there's a... Yeah. In my opinion, we need to value the PR of Islam and Muslims in the West. That's good, yeah all right yeah i mean uh they there are people who they, they they're nice guys they don't fight okay they it's not who I expect. It's who I would expect to to be nice like that, right? To not know what to do when something bad happens. Okay? When is it halal to use force? There is There are certain times where you can change something with your hand. And let's say, to put it this way. If it ends up being against the law, weigh the price. Who is going to punish you worse? The state or the town or the city? Or the 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 result of doing nothing what is worse you're going to be haunted in your mind for doing nothing that will not stop the punishment of the state what's it going to be you know it's not going to be much if there is anything at it you most be most time most fights no one ever presses charges how many bar fights are there every friday and saturday night no one presses charges right okay is it wrong to post a bad review if I was cheated as a customer? No, it's not. Okay. It's not riba or bad-mouthing. Any advice on how to be super rich? No. Maybe in a few years I can give you that advice. He said super rich, not rich. This is a distraction. Hold tight to the rope of Allah. Okay. Someone says. Melody 21 says. What should one do if they are struggling to hold on to the rope of Allah and fear losing their faith? Nah. And fear of obtaining bad opinion of Allah. Read the attributes of Allah Ta'ala. And read the hadiths of dua to see these attributes. To see these attributes. To see um, the, the loving attributes of Allah Subhana, And then none of these ideas would ever creep into your mind bad opinion of Allah that is impossible Okay. can you explain why there is a difference of opinion on whether prophets are sinless yes because it does mention that the forgiveness of sins <laughs> alright so yes we have to say that some Sunni scholars did hold prophets can commit minor sins Okay. others said no Adam did what his Lord uh, commanded him not to do. Okay. But later in the Quran, it tells us why he did that. Yes, he did it with his body. Why did he do it? Azma. Because he forgot. And he did not have the strength of remembering. That's it. So he forgot. So his body did do something wrong. But what was his motive? To disobey Allah? No. He, he forgot. So that is the, the middle position between the two is that yes, their body may have done something wrong but it was not with the intent to disobey their creator. So that's like the middle ground. Can you ask Allah to accept or fulfill your dua faster? You can say in general, اللهم bil khair. In general, oh Allah, bring the good quickly because remember that the good always comes with some hardships around it. Okay, So if you get all the good right away, you also get the, all the hardships right away. If the bad came as fast as you want the good to come, you'd be dead. Right? Your ajal would come. You wouldn't be able to handle all the hardships that come with the good. Like what? You want a baby? What's wonderful? There's a lot of hardships around a baby. There's pain, there's pregnancy, there's costs, there's sleepless nights. There's a lot of hardships around this greatest blessing, which is the baby. Okay. The greatest blessing, you get along with your wife. There's still going to be hardships. There's going to be time that you bump into each other and you uh, disagree on things. There is no pure, absolute pure uh, good in this world. Everything is a mix. Even the best life, there's some hardships around that. So you may, Allah may be making you wait so that you can become strong enough to handle those hardships. Even revelation, the word of Allah, the Prophet Alaihi Wasallam used to receive it was with a hardship. That's the nature of this life. All right. Um, there's another reason why the good is delayed. Is Sometimes w- anticipation is a reward. Like sometimes the anticipation of something good is in fact better than the thing itself. Like how many times do people think that, like kids, that a vacation, the, d- the ro- week up to the vacation was as fun as the vacation itself. As enjoyable, I mean, as a vacation itself. Okay. How can we be from those who have no fear nor sadness after death? Try to placate the fear and the sadness of people in this world first before you die. What was the justification for scholars to say that prophets didn't sin? Yes, because the um, we are commanded to obey them. Are we not commanded to obey prophets? Yes. So... Allah would not command us to commit sins So that means we would follow the Prophet in all things Therefore the Prophets cannot sin Because Allah will not command us to disobey him So the the proof of Isma in the Quran The proof of Isma is that we are commanded to follow Prophets If we were not commanded to follow them Or if we are commanded to follow them And we're commanded not to disobey God Therefore Prophets don't disobey God That's the proof of Isma Or that Prophets never commit sins in the Quran all right what should a wife do if her parents need taken care of but her husband doesn't want them to live with them he has to he's sinful if he does that uh the parents go to the sons first if the sons can't or won't do it then it goes to the daughters uh then it goes to the son-in-law the son-in-law okay that's what we were taught is it true that women are only allowed to leave their homes for medical emergencies and seeking knowledge and not for working or meeting friends? Um, the woman can leave the house if it's in a safe environment and the husband doesn't have an issue with it, with, which is what we call Urf. Right? I've never seen any of the people of knowledge. Their wives call them, says, I need to go and uh, we need to buy some apples. Can I have your permission to buy apples? And it doesn't work, though. I've never seen that. I don't look at only what's the law. I look, are we the first people to practice Islam in this world? Are we the first Muslims to live in the West? No. I'm going to look at what the Shiuch are doing with their family. So why do I have to think about these things? There's Shiuch who we trust, who are our imams, and there are many, many, many. So even if one has uh, an odd case, it's possible, right? We remove that and we look at the majority, right? The majority of the Shiuch, they don't live like that. Marriage is more to be learned by observing married people than by reading a book. So observe the righteous and pious students of knowledge and scholars who are married. And that, that's, that's, what, that's our guidance. How to deal with a guy who insults the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam in a group and you are in the same room, not in group, what, 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 what to do? Walk out or fight? It depends. It depends. It depends on the situation. It depends on the situation. But if you were to go and to go at him, I'm not telling you that you should, but if you were to, I would understand it. But I'm not saying that that's the right thing to do. I'm not going to tell you what to do, but... um, No. Just flip it. Flip it. If someone, let's say, said something in our society, if someone used the N-word, don't we expect a fight to break out? Right? And we just we would all be on the side of the person who's offended because it's a it's a very sensitive word. So, so I mean, why would we accept that? If a guy uses the N word, and the person who was who it was said with goes and physically like assaults, are we going to have a whole bunch of reactions? Oh, we should not resort to violence. Blah blah blah. We got what he deserved. Yeah, maybe it's illegal. Illegal. I don't know what he did. He may face consequences. But he got what he deserved. Can you please make dua that my parents accept the man I want to marry My parents don't know how to let go Tough situation but I would say that you should make We make dua May Allah Ta'ala make what is uh, best for you happen And make you happy in this life and the next But also go and do tahajjud in the last third of the night Okay We need a visit to Blackburn Mm. Blackburn why is Kroutan uh, so upset today? He keeps, keeps making noise. Yeah. Uh, Fuad Jafari asks, who wrote this piece? I don't know who wrote it, to be quite honest with you. But I was, it was signed off by all the people that um, are listed there. So everyone who lists there approves of the statement. Is it Q&A? Yes. Yassine Khanaboy of Los Angeles. It is Q&A. When may we one combine prayers in the madiki school? In the Mashhur opinion, you may combine the prayers while traveling, in the process of traveling. And there is another reading of Khalil that the tan- some Mauritanian scholars and uh, Sheikh Rami Nasur and Sheikh Yasir Fahmi act upon, which is they do they combine in the travel itself when they reside. Right When when they arrive at their destination for four days. Okay. Which is 20 silhouettes. Okay. What's the question here? Where is Blackburn? So we're going to be in London. We're going up to Birmingham. We're going, oh, Bur- Blackburn is way past. Wow, it's past uh, uh, Birmingham. I didn't realize that. I thought, I didn't realize that. So, all the North London cities, or the North England cities. Can a person pray for their dying or dead father who is a zindiq? If your father has left what is known in religion by necessity, and he is, uh, if he's alive, yes. But if he died, then no. And zindiq means someone who negates what is known in religion by necessity. They're not Muslims. We don't even bury them with the Muslims. May Allah protect all the families who have that. And protect our families from ever having any of those situations. Is there an opinion in the Maliki school that one can look forward instead of on the floor during the Salah? Not only an opinion. That's the dominant opinion. Okay. The most handsome nejdi has joined. Instagram. Instru- in our, our live stream. Interesting. Okay. Will you be coming to the UAE anytime soon? I'm a new Muslim. There's a lack of ahl sunnah who can preach there. I don't think so. I, d- I do not think that I have anything in plans to go to the UAE. I may have liked or shared some anti-UAE tweets back in the day, so I don't think I should go there. To be honest, he, uh, hopefully I'm not on the radar, right? But I know that they, they don't like these types Maybe of you things. Stop there, right? for, uh, you stopped there for Hajj. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, popular to go to the Emirates. Yeah. They got the bigger, bigger yeah, they got bigger people to Adiba 996 says, Is it possible to make istikhara for something and it takes long for it to happen, but the need to keep praying stays strong? Yes, keep doing that. Keep Just keep doing the istikhara and keep making the dua. And avoid all disobediences of Allah because Allah may be sending you the answer, but your acts of disobedience are blocking it. Someone says, the awliya, their dua is answered. And they they do strong du'a for mercy to come upon the Islamic world, but we don't see the difference. We don't see a change. Okay? Um, why is that the case? The case is the mercy, isn't the du'a of the awliya answered? The du'a of the awliya is answered. The mercy is coming down, but people's sins are blocking it. So they're not receiving it. They're not seeing it. They're not sensing it or perceiving it. But if they stop committing sins, it would all come down upon Um, talking to a guy from marriage, says sweetness of faith. She's talking to a guy from marriage. He said he struggles with Fajj sometimes and needs someone to wake him up. Is this a red flag? If you are someone who never misses salah, you can't have an imam in your house who's always missing salah. He should be waking you up. Like one of the things that I look at, imam, that you're you're as a husband, you're the imam of this family. Okay, so if you are also struggling about Fajr, then you're in the same boat. Then he could be your imam. But if you're someone who never misses Fajr, like you never miss it, the idea of struggling with Salah is something that maybe happened when you started 15 years ago. It's not going to be a right suit, in my opinion. And Allah is best. In the eight-week summer intensive, will there be nights, thicker gatherings? Yes, all the stuff that the Masjid does, you'll be part of it. Okay. What's a good Sira book in English? There's a lot of ones, but I like the one that Sheikh Yahya recommended once, which is Sultan of Hearts. I didn't read the whole thing, but. Is the Prophet, peace be upon him, a means of punishment being lifted on us even from now? Yes, by Salah upon him, by action upon his Sunnah. Action upon his Sunnah, like intentionally, Salah upon him, is a source of punishment not coming to us. No doubt about that. Let's go to back to YouTube. Is there a thicker night this Friday? No, this Friday the whole community is going out to Sheikh Yasir Fahmi's opening night. He's inaugurating a new organization, Prophetic Living. Yeah. tinak The event's in Tinek, but his his joint his his operation is in Guntin. Okay. Are we going to be in London? Yes, on the May thirty first. Then we go to Birmingham. Then we go to Bradford. Then we go to High Wycombe. Then we go to Milton Keys, Then we go back to High Wycombe. I don't know where any of these places are except for London. Where were you when you went to study? All in London, London. So no, no, not, not of London. I visited Birmingham. I visited Liverpool. I visited Blackburn, and I liked them. They're where the families settle. London is for, you know, the hodgepodge. Yep. But, and there are some families in the Zone 4 area, what, the, what they call Zone 4, because it's concentric circles. But once you go out to the those other cities, Blackburn, Bradford, Birmingham, it's a different life altogether. The Muslims tend to, not always, but tend to live packed up together. The days are really long in the summer, absurdly long in the summer, and absurdly short in the... In the winter. I think that it's a 90% cloud rate in the winter. It's a bit better in the summer, right? But you get into a different zone. Everything is tiny there in England. Like you go to the sink, it looks like this. Like the sink to wash your hands in. Everything is tiny in England. Right? And they have a bizarre, they, they have some unique things that, you know, these are just details, but it's, it's interesting. They, they, they're into carpeted bathrooms in England. The whole carpet, wall to wall carpeting in the bathroom so that was like you you, you guys don't make what do right <laughs> i think we'll be messed up but anyway um everything is small the homes are like literally you don't go to the side of the home like from home to home there there's there's no room to go in between oh, it's, like, it's almost like like this much space in between so there's a coziness that comes upon you because it gets dark early you get into a different type of mindset but up there in Birmingham, Blackburn, all those places where the Muslims live together, they all, the, uh, the masajid are packed. And you see Maghrib, everyone's coming out for Maghrib. right? And you go out for Maghrib to lift your spirits up. Like I was a different person in England because I was almost like trying to wake up, be excited about the sun and everything. If, if you're a solar-powered person like myself, you start going down. And I just became very like meditative and like, there's no point in anything. Don't ever dare to try to be happy again, right? It was something else. And then you enjoy that zone eventually. It's the weirdest thing. You enjoy the zone. There is a type of spirituality in that, right? Where you've given up everything. Like there's no, you've just given up. That's, that's the experience that I went through. It doesn't mean everyone else went through that experience. But then came, coming back, the sun is out for us. I would say, uh, I would say, we do have cloudy days, but we never have long stretches of cloud, and every day it could rain, and the sun will come out. It's very common for us here to get some clouds to get some rain, and we never have days where um, you know it's raining three, four, five, six, seven, eight days, and But those runs are commonplace in England, so your body will go through a depression then and then You know hope and disappointment And then you will end up in a different world To be honest with you Like a different mental state And subhanallah Human beings can adapt And learn to enjoy the situation they're in But the first few months I was like Really like depressed Really down Even people were sending me these lights To flash lights on myself And to take extra certain vitamins that, That would mimic the sun None of that stuff really worked Okay, none of that stuff worked. Someone's asking, "How is your mom?" Alhamdulillah, we are going to, uh, you know, do our our duty as serving the parents. Inshallah, hopefully, we do a good job. Uh, Me and the family members that are involved. So hopefully, Allah will accept it from us. Keep making dua for rahmah It's not easy. Somebody to suffer. Um, physically After years of being active What's the best coffee machine? Have no clue To be quite honest with you The French press is the best thing to use Yeah Okay Let's go back to YouTube Is there any indication of nearness and relief of du'as coming into fruition? Allahu alam To be honest with you If there's any sign that your du'a you're the Yeah Tahayyu' al-asbab the, the sign that, uh, that something is going to happen Is that the asbab The causes Start to get created Alright So is there any hope that For example uh, We're going to eat Yeah well, How do we know when, when, when it's going to happen Well when you start seeing Hearing the, the oven Right And hearing the forks and the knives And getting close to the kitchen So the asbab Allah never brings something Boom poof Into the creation No uh, he could. In the in the in the in the initial creation, yes. But in the in 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 this world, that's not how things work. In this world, there are asbab. There are asbab. Right? So uh, you look for the asbab. Are there any benefits to a salat al fatih Many benefits to Salat al fatih It opens up locked doors. Something that you were not able to do. A dua maybe is not answered. A problem. And is not being solved then yes you can you can definitely do salat al-fatih okay some people are very strong willed the young couple that just got married didn't wait for approval from their dads they just did it okay well the girl does need approval from her dad if she's her first time getting married can Mediki not pray Sadl? It would be accepted from you, yes. Okay. Okay. What's the best Aitr and Miswak brand? I don't know about the Miswaks. To me, Miswak or Miswak, but the Aitr, one of the best is Abdul Samad al Qurashi. ASQ. They call it. Okay. Why do some Muslims make issues regarding Aqidah? Do you have to follow a side? Well, if you're studying Aqidah, you need to study it. And clearly, you're going to end up exposed to debates. And you need to ask Allah for guidance on that. And you need to follow the dominant opinion of the ulama on those matters. Why is a means to receive barakah in our rizq? Surah Nuh. Yes, as you said. All right. Allah is encouraging us to make toba by saying you will get rich from toba. Toba will make you wealthy. And I believe that there is another reason for this. When you make toba, this is a wisdom, when you make Tawbah, you're admitting, I am the source of these problems. I messed up. I take responsibility. When you, you live in the world, if you take that with you, you're going to succeed. No excuses here. I'm the one who screwed up, right? I'm in this situation, and I got bills piled up to here because of myself. Not the world's not against me. What does does Toba say? Toba says, control yourself. Self-control from committing sins. Why do people fail in life? They don't have self-control. They say, I got to wake up at 8. He wakes up at 9. I got to sleep at 10. He sleeps out at 11. What's settling in his mind? I can't do stuff. I, I tell myself to do it. I don't do it. I am uh, fail. All these are little failures that add up. Okay. But if you say, I got to sleep at 10, you sleep at 10. Now, all of a sudden, you get a little bit of momentum going. Okay. A little bit of momentum. I did exactly what I told myself to do. Right. I wake up at seven. Wake up yourself at seven. Right. You get a little bit of momentum going there. Right. You start believing in yourself that if I say something, I'm going to do something. I do it. So that's the second thing. What's the third thing? All right? The third thing after self control and self discipline is, is now you, your toba is not accepted unless you take action. So you desist from bad habits, now you start doing good things. So now you have to do good deeds to make up for all those sins. So you need to be productive. The, the act of toba in general really makes you a solid person in real life. Discipline taking responsibility for your actions, replacing the bad actions with good actions, right? A uh, bad is not easy. Learning a trade is not easy. Learning a new job is not easy. So what are we doing in our religion? Mujahada. It's mujahada. We're always in a state of mujahada. Struggle, 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 struggle. And we embrace these struggles. So as a result of that, if you were to apply that to your dunya, right, you would succeed. You would succeed if you applied that to your dunya I've come across several hadith Regarding virtues of cats I spend a lot of time taking care of cats Okay Well the cats because it's a clean animal And it goes around cleaning the vermin And stuff like that But that's the, the link between Toba and daily life Just think about uh, uh, The ibadah in Islamic You know In our, in our rituals we have Fajr We have tahajjud. It's not easy to wake up. What is involved? Waking up when you don't want to wake up. Well, in work, if you want to succeed, you wake up when you don't want to wake up. Right? Who wouldn't want to sleep all day? But that's not good for you. So the ibadah of Islam makes you wake up. Work needs waking up. Most people, they, they, they don't succeed. They don't want to wake up. Right? So if you think about these things... They're so minor in Islam. They are so minor. But these minor things are the DNA of, of who you are. And they will compound to make a life. They'll com- compound to make a week, and then a week becomes a month, a month become a year, and year become a decade, and a decade is a life. All based on this, these, these micro-level things. right? These are the micro-level things. Taking responsibility... Waking up when you don't want to wake up. Controlling yourself. I want, my mind wants to dis, to wander. No, I got to stick it back. That's khushuah in salah. Right? Well, there's a, the same function at work. The same function. Focus. Stop. Fasting. Denying yourself. Okay? Yourself will want stuff. You say no to it. If you can do that, your employer will never ask you anything as hard as fasting. You already did it. So it builds within yourself. When you do these acts of worship, I can do stuff. I have a lot of ability. I have a lot of power. Okay. And so when you take those, that confidence to the workplace, you're, right, you're going to have a successful life. Wealth will follow you. Are we ever coming to Morocco? Ooh, that would be interesting. The, in, the idea that increasing length of waiting for du'a to be answered should strengthen a believer in the coming of the answer yes as long as you are believing in it then you will get the answer Wasallam said okay um the prophet peace be upon him said uh, you will get the answer as long as you don't pers- you give up and say, I asked, I made the du'a, but Allah didn't answer me. If you say that, you've given up. Same thing, look at the, 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 pers- the persistence, the rep- rep- repetitiveness that Islam brings us in our rituals. Awrad, dhikr. If in any function, who is the best at something? The one with more reps. So if I uh, have the ability to say the same word every morning, the same word every night. Well, when it comes to my job, I might do the same function and never get bored of it. You're going to become really good at it. It's the same concept. That's why it's very bizarre how a practicing, well, a Muslim who practices Deen properly can fail in life. Eagle Insights recognizes what I'm saying. You're right about the impact of the lack of sun. Also, the spiritual benefits. Also, why most people take vitamin tablets. Okay. High Wickham is in London. Oh, no, sorry, is near Heathrow, so it is London. Okay, what happened? Battery? The battery's out on the camera, but the mic is still on. Any recommendations for places for animal qurbani in New Jersey? Yes, but I can't remember the name of the farm. You have to contact me. What happened? How does a person know if they have kibr or arrogance? Okay. Kibr or arrogance, uh, it's going to become known to you by others when you interact with them. So interact with people, interact with people, and they will uh, really. Uh, um, reflect back on you if you're arrogant keep interacting with people in the masajid and other places and you end up um someone is going to react to you if you're arrogant adiba says it is okay to do salawat on the prophet just for the sake of relief yes not only is okay it's encouraged do you have a podcast yes these live streams tend to be put up on the podcast on um the podcast platforms it's just maybe we're behind a little bit, but they will get there. How do I deal with headache after saying Qur'an for a bit of time or dhikr? Take two excedrants. If a woman starts her cycle with spotting, but there is not full bleeding until the next morning or hours later, does she have to pray? That once the spotting stops, ghusl and salah. Could seeing a transformation in yourself for the better during the period of time making dua consistently be an indication of nearness and acceptance of dua? I believe so. I believe so. I I personally would believe so. Yes. Is it better to do more salawats but quickly or slow but less? Whatever settles in your heart more. As long as you're giving it, it's due. Respectful due. Respectful speed. Do the Shafi'i have to recite whispering out loud? Allahu Adam, we have to ask the Shafi'i. Okay. Ahmed W says, loud enough so you are, you can hear yourself in a quiet room. Same with us. What can we do when Aisha is so late and Fajr is so early? You have to ask the if there are muftis in England. You have to ask them. You have to ask those scholars. What is the best way to deal with societal anxiety and speaking out? Don't expose yourself too much to, to society. Uh, we just did one uh, reading of this stuff for the week and that's it. Done with it. Don't expose yourself too much to this. Expose yourself to your friends, your family. Get yourself a pet. <laughs> Nature. Okay, Expose yourself to the Masajid, to the Book of Allah, and to things that are non-anxiety based. There was a recent fatwa that allowed women to be in the masjid without a barrier since the Prophet's masjid did not have a barrier. Okay. We don't have a barrier in our masjid. Hmm? Yeah, like we don't have a wall in the mosque. Uh, or a curtain. We put a table if there's going to be an event. Where is our goat? Our goat is back there. Hopefully doing good. Can I pray Qiyam al-Layl after Isha? Yes. Qiyam al-Layl is to be prayed after Aisha. If you sleep and then wake up, it becomes tahajjud. Call that tahajjud. What are your thoughts on the recent article on the ligbityq? It's it's good. It's excellent. It covers everything you want. Yeah, and it covers the main main themes. What else would you want from this? There's no there's no. I don't think they left much out. But it, it's a it's a general summary. But it's in it's a good article. And by the way, all the mainstream Islamic organizations, they're now on the same page. on It's gone out of control, right? It used to be like that there were these more soft Islamic organizations and massajid that didn't really want to touch the subject. But now I think it's gone so out of control that it's mainstream now uh, amongst Muslims to to say, like, we got to do something. We got to at least educate our kids. Where can we get the schedule for the UK trip? It's been around. It's on my, go to my Instagram. It's there. My Facebook My Twitter Can women who are mentors Read the Quran out loud If they do hifth They can In the Madagascar school They can recite out loud They can recite from a tablet like this From a phone like this They just cannot touch the mushaf Or from memory But they can't touch the mushaf That's the only difference And if they are Quran teachers or students Then they can even touch the mushaf Upon height. That is only in the method. Are their sisters able to go at the Harrow event? I, I believe so. I didn't organize any of these events, but I I didn't see anything that said his brothers only, but Allahue Allah alam. Tariq Ramadan got released. Wait, he, I thought he was released. I don't know the news of Tariq Ramadan, to be quite honest with you. Can you combine sunnah and fard salah? No, you cannot. The Well, uh. N- Any farad salah counts as um, It counts as um, The Tahiyyat al-Masjid Okay What is going on with this stupid thing? Why does my head hurt after some dhikr quran I do not know to be honest with you Do not know can you help me find a wife? One says, "Why don't you go to nbicorg slash mawadda, Figure fill that out, and you never know what's going to happen." Okay. All right. Let's go to our dua. Saddam says, "Sorry, I meant Tarqamadan was acquitted of all charges." Okay, that's good. It's good to be acquitted. Have you heard of Sayyid Madani Mia Ashrafi? No, never heard of him. I don't know much about the Islam in the Bilad of Hind. Yani the community there, I'm not familiar with it. Awais Jamil, can you rec- recommend a book? Yes, I definitely can. I recommend this book almost every stream in the last week. Here it is. The, cr- critical, the Divine for Critical Minds. Okay, you see that? The divine for critical minds. Highly, highly recommend. Let's go to our dhikr because as uh, we have done for every Wednesday in the past, okay? We do dhikr, a little bit of dhikr. And we then make du'a on Wednesdays. Why do we do that? Because it has come in narration from the companions that the Prophet ﷺ made this du'a, made a lot of du'a. Not this du'a that we're about to read. He made a lot of du'a on Monday and he was not answered. On Tuesday he was not answered. On Wednesday he was answered and the happiness was shown on his face. And that was at the Battle of the Trench when the Muslims were at their uh, you know, uh, weakest point. when They were under siege for a month And afterwards The Sahabi who narrated it Jabir ibn Abdullah Said I took that as a An hour of Ijaba And so anytime I had an issue I'd make du'a between Dhuhr and Asr On Wednesday And I would see the, The result of that dua. Okay لا اله الا الله الملك الحق المبين لا اله الا الله الملك المبين لا اله الا الله الملك الحق المبين لا اله الا الله 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 بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم ان فتحنا لك فتحا مبينا ليغفر لك الله ما تقدم من ذنبك وما تاخر ويتم نمته عليك ويهديك صراطا مستقيما وينصرك الله نصرا عزيزا وكان عند الله وجيها وجيا في الدنيا والاخره من المقربين وجهت وجهي للذي فطر السماوات والارض بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نصر من الله وفتح قريب وشر المؤمنين يا أيها الذين آمنوا كونوا أنصار الله كما قال يسابن مريم من الحواريين من أنصار الله قال الحواريون نحن أنصار الله الله لا إله إلا هو الحي القيوم لا تأخذوا السنة ولا نوم لما في السماوات وما في الأرض من ذا الذي يشفع عنده إلا بإذنه يعلم ما بين أيديهم وما خلفهم ولا يحيطون بشيء من علمه إلا بما شاء وسع كرسيه السماوات والأرض ولا يؤده حفظهما وهو العلي العظيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم لو أنزلنا هذا القرآن على لا لرأيته خاشعا متصدعا من خشية الله وتلك الأمثال نضربها للناس لعلهم يتفكرون هو الله الذي لا إله إلا هو عالم الغيب والشهادة والرحمن الرحيم الله الذي لا إله إلا هو الملك القديس السلام المؤمن المؤمن العزيز الجبار المتكبر سبحان الله يعم ما يشريكون هو الله الخالق البارئ المصور له الأسماء الحسنى يسبه لهما في السماوات والأرض وهو العزيز الحكيم وإذا نفسي بالله تعالى من كل ما يسمى بأذنين ويبصر بعينين ويمشي برجلين ويبطش بيدين ويتنور شفتين حصنت نفسي بالله الخالق الأكبر من شر ما أخاف أحذر من الجن والإنس ما يحضرون عز جاروه وجل ثناؤه وتقدست أسماؤه ولا إله غيره اللهم في فينه أدائي وأعوذ بك من شرورهم وتحيلهم ومكرهم ومكائدهم أطفئنا من أراد بأعداوة من الجن والإنسياح وفضيها في يدية كافية محيط سبحانك يا رب ما عظم شأنك وعز سلطانك تعصنت بالله وبي أسماء الله وبي الله وملايك لله ومبياء الله ورسول الله والصالحين من بعد الله أصنت نفسي بلا إله إلا الله محمد رسول الله صلى الله عليه وآله وسلم اللهم احرسني بعينك التي لا تنام وكنفني بك أنفك الذي لا يرام وارحمني بقدرتك عليّ فلا أهلك وأنت اتقتي ورجائي يا غياث المستغيثين يا غياث المستغيثين يا غياث المستغيثين يا درك الهالكين يا درك الهالكين يا درك الهالكين إكفني شر كل طارق يطرق بليل أو نهار إلا طارق يطرق بخير إنك على كل شيء قدير بسم الله أرقي نفسي من كل ما يؤدي ومن كل حاسد الله شفائي بسم الله رقيت اللهم رب الناس اثبت الباس اشفي انت الشافي وعفي انت المعافي لا شفاء إلا شفاؤك شفاء لا يغذر السقمة ولا ألمة يا كافي يا وافي يا حميد يا مجيد ارفع عني كل تعب شديد واكفيني من الحدي والحديد والمرض الشديد والجيش العديد وجعل لي نورا من نورك وعز من عزك ونصرا من نصرك وباء من بهائك وعطاء من عطائك وحراسة من حراستك وتأييد من تأيدك يا ذا الجلال والاكرام والمواهب العظام اسالك ان تكفيني من شر كل شر انك انت الله الخالق الاكبر وصلى الله على سيدنا محمد وعلى اله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرا طيبا مباركا فيه والحمد لله رب العالمين ظاهرا وباطنا وعلى كل حال يا ارحم الراحمين تو تاك 5 مينتس فور دو A couple minutes for silent dodge on the صلى الله بارك على سيدنا محمد وعلى اله وصحبه وسلم سبحان ربك رب عما يصفون وسلام على <سلام> رب <سلام>